0: You're listening to the ESO Network. Your station for all things geek.
1: Uh-oh. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Mike,
2: Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> station one a weekly podcast dedicated to all things sci-fi fantasy and much much more sit back and relax and enjoy the show hey listeners welcome to another episode of the air station one podcast we've got a good one for you tonight we are actually talking to our friend jim beard he is joining us tonight and we're just going to sit around and chat about some of his new projects and you know what he's into and you know stuff he's been on the show way back in the past and he actually survived the geek seat so sadly enough <laughs> oh, he,
1: that's right
2: he's not going to be years able to throw 10 years 10
1: years ago it took what? him 10 years ago before he finally said you know what i'm I, recovered I, I, from the geek seat i need to I come think back i on can them. come
3: back on now Exactly. I was just a kid back then. <laughs> Weren't we all, we all were. We we all. were. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. I had, I had hair, and it, it had color in it, and and everything back then. Wow. It is.
2: I awesome remember
3: we all talked about the teachers that we hated.
2: Yes, we did.
3: I think that's right. I think but, that's right.
2: Well, I, I remember that, and you know, it's and,
1: like uh, except that one we had a crush on. <laughs> yes. there's always the one.
2: Oh, of course i think there's one that every every student has a crush on and everything so jim it is awesome to have you back on the show tonight my friend it is really awesome
3: really to be back here thank you thank you
2: and we definitely would love to hear from you guys at home if you guys have any questions you know we'll get it to jim and everything so please write us feedback at ourstation1.com we definitely would love to hear from you guys And if you remember, we're now on up on YouTube. So if you get a chance, hit that subscribe and like button underneath Jim. So, you know, it's pretty cool that, you know, now that we're up on YouTube, you could actually see us actually talking to people and actually, you know, see if we're interested and paying attention. And, you know, not just like going, oh, go go ahead, Jim, talk. It's okay. And it will be. Yeah.
3: Because remember, I can see you guys, too. Exactly. (laughs) Right
2: exactly put that phone down (laughs) exactly so yeah definitely it's always great to you know hear from you guys and you know what if you get a chance please check out our friends over at tifosi optical tifosi optical is a great sunglass company out of northwest georgia and if you get a chance check them out and they have some great deals right now they have you know, custom-made sunglasses where you could pick the color of the lenses, pick the colors of the frames. And even if you have a prescription like I do, you can actually send them your prescription and they can actually tie it into your into your sunglasses. It's pretty awesome. And if they have a sale, you even get some great, even better deals. And especially with the year beginning, they have some pretty cool stuff coming up. And also, if you tell them Earth Station 1 sent you and put in the coupon code yep. Earth Station 1, you get 10% off your whole order, just not one pair, your whole order. So that's pretty cool. Check it out to com. All right, Jim, how the heck have you been? What's been going on?
1: <laughs> I, so how's uh, been the last decade?
3: How have you been for the <laughs> it's
2: been last decade? Okay. Start on day one and we want to hear everything.
3: <laughs> well, it's, uh, it, it has been an interesting last uh, few years, but, uh, but I'm, but I'm here and, uh, yeah, wow, ten years. It's like, what have I been doing in those ten years? There's been, <laughs> you've been a doing, you've been doing a
1: lot. I've been following yeah. you. I follow you on Facebook and everything. You've been you've been doing a lot.
3: Why, thank you, sir. Your check is in the mail.
2: <laughs> It'll be host,
3: now yeah. i'm a writer so it's going to be a very small check but you know it's, it's still going to be bigger than yeah. that podcasting well, check come I, on I'm a, I'm a comics writer i'm
1: used to small checks <laughs> okay. yeah well, if, if, i'm rich um, compared to you <laughs> right exactly um yeah, you've been writing, you've been editing. Um, now, do you have your own self-publishing as well, or do you go through other publishers?
3: No, well, both. Actually, at this point, boy, 10 years. Yeah, within that within that time, I've actually started two small press uh, wow. self-publishing companies. So I am one half of Flinch Books. Mm-hmm. And uh, now, just uh, as of last year, I am the sole proprietor of Becky Books.
1: Oh. Uh, Right. Right. And and does do those both have certain um, like um, sort of targets as far as what you published in
3: those groups? Yeah. Like like themes, you mean? Yeah. Lynch books is is me and my publishing partner, John Bruning, and that's a total pulp. Uh, That's our world where we came out of. So. Uh, adventure, horror, uh, science fiction, weird stuff—anything goes there at Flinch Books, uh, and uh, it's total fiction. We have novels and anthologies. We actually just started working on our newest anthology, the theme of which I cannot repeat here, or or I would have to kill you. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but, wow. uh, but 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 uh, it's been. Wow, six years, six, seven years now. But we we do, basically we do one to two books a year. I mean, we're just a two-man operation. And with us, it's totally quality and not quantity. Mm. Uh, We like to take our time and and do everything right. Um, We're really proud of the stuff that we put out, uh, especially the covers. Uh, That means a lot to us. And in fact, Flinch kind of started because we wanted to do certain things ourselves that we had both worked with editors and publishers before and, and enjoyed the experiences for the most part. But we, we said, you know, wow, we really wanted to try our hand at being in, in control of things. And so far it's worked out. Uh, It's worked out pretty well, I think.
2: hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Becky Books is a little different, uh, because it's a little more on the personal, uh, side, and I do both fiction and nonfiction through Becky Books. Um, it's it's dedicated to my late wife. my My wife Becky passed away in July of 2019. And since that time, I've been looking for ways to honor her, and Becky books grew out of that. Basically, I was taking my own some of my own stuff that I had already done, and and wanted an umbrella uh, for that. And last year, I put out a, a nonfiction book about dark shadows, mm-hmm. and that has been my most successful self-published book to date she was a huge huge dark shadows fan just totally uh 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 uh, since childhood and so the whole book is uh memories of all those kids who ran home quote unquote ran home from school to watch dark shadows back in the day and and uh and told me all about their their recollections and memories uh, of that show. And I got to tell you the Dark Shadows community is just incredible. They embraced that book. I was just completely bowled over about how well that they supported that book and it seems to be doing well.
1: <clears throat> the uh the sort of the 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 sort of fan based focus books that you've been part of whether it was the batman series or gi joe or dark shadows um those take um those take a lot of effort and they they come at it from a different perspective they're not episode guides they're not like making ofs or behind the scene looks at stuff um right. they're more of memories and they're more about memories and influence and inspiration and celebration
3: right right yeah the 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 three batman books are uh the, the series is called the subterranean blue grotto essays on batman sixty six i'm a huge huge fan of the of the adam west uh Batman show, and I really wanted to approach it in a in a really different way something that's never been done before and what I did is i gathered together writers uh it's three volumes one for each season of the of the show and told these writers to, they each took an episode, but like you said, it's not a guide necessarily. It's, it's a a new way to look at each episode. What I did is I said, find a hook, find a way to dig down into these stories and, and find a way to talk about it that is really engaging and, and unique. And these writers have just been amazing that they the things that they came up with so we have somewhere someone goes through and talks about and says hey look at this and this is fun and did you ever think of that kind of a thing and then i've had writers who have said uh i'm i'm going to look at it from the point of view of one of the characters uh and i'm trying to think of one off the top of my head there's a uh, there's a mad hatter episode that has a this professor character in it so the the writer of that particular essay actually wrote it as that character it's like the <laughs> nice log you, you know and, and and the the character is sort of a broad representation of a german person from how we might have talked uh, 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 by a stereotypical german person in the 60s but they actually wrote it in 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 that way that it actually comes through And that just just so much fun. Um so much fun that we finished all three seasons of it and now uh this year I'm starting to look at it and it's like how could I keep the subterranean blue grotto books going? So I'm actually <laughs> right. looking at some some new ways uh of doing that. And then with the the Dark Shadows book, it's actually now part of a series. There's three books so far and those are called Memories from today's grown up kids. And it's just like what I was describing where We take a theme and we get a bunch of writers and we say, think back, you were a kid, this is the theme, dig down into that and give us all of those memories and recollections about that theme. And what you're supposed to do is paint a portrait of those times. Make the reader think that they're back in those times. Tell us about... You know, uh, playing with G.I. Joe, but not only that, but what else were you doing at that time? Uh, the same with Dark Shadows. Okay, you watched Dark Shadows, but did you have a snack while you were watching Dark Shadows? <laughs> and if so, what was the snack like, you know? It, and and talk about things like that. It's been so much fun. Um, so the third volume just came out, and that's Rising Sun Reruns. So first volume is G.I. Joe. Uh, second volume, Dark Shadows, and the third one is is all those great imported Japanese TV shows. Oh,
2: I used to love uh, that, those. Those were awesome. Those were yeah, great. So, you know, we, watch- I
3: mean, we're getting we're getting everything from Ultraman to Johnny Sako and his flying robot Astro Boy, Battle of the Planet, Space Giant, Speed Racer, Robotech, Voltron, Kimba the White Lion, Lion and all that. So Green it's not Boy, just live all those,
2: yeah. Shows that those were all like exactly as soon as i got home from school i was planted in front of the tv and you know i was the perfect age for it too and everything and then when i went back and watched lion king you know with my son when he was there was like wait a minute this story looks familiar it's like wait a minute (laughs) Does the word Kimba Yeah, mean anything? Uh,
3: it's do? funny. Be- Becky was a huge Kimba the White Lion fan when she was uh, a kid. And and she really liked Lion King, I remember, when, when it came out. And then I remember the first time that it came up that somebody started drawing the comparisons. And we're like, hmm, yeah, you're right. That's very, that's very interesting. Not wanting to say anything bad about Disney, because we were huge Disney fans at, at that time, but it is strikingly similar.
1: Oh, very much so. Those, those that say bad things about Disney do so on their own peril, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Certainly. Yeah, our, not mouse, do our mouse overlords are always listening. <laughs> oh, man. Tell me about it. Um, yeah, for me, it was, uh, yeah, that's a topic I can definitely get behind. For me, it was like racing home with my one of my best friends at the time in junior high. We would always race home to see the next episode of Star Blazers. Um, And it was just like, it was so, and it's still, I mean, the show is good. I've watched Mm -hmm. it several times since then. But the nostalgia that it takes me back to me and my friend Billy, like, just watching it, like, running home, literally, like, racing home to see it on, to catch the new chapter. Because there were, I mean, there was, this was just on the brink of having vcrs and i mean if you missed it you missed it
3: like it was gone (laughs) damn michael we should have had you in this book then
2: (laughs) no Uh, and that was great about it because you know literally you know and we we had a problem because where i lived sometimes they didn't show things in order yeah and 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 it was like wait a minute that person how how did that person die? I didn't see that episode, and I yeah. swear I watched it yesterday. You know that type of
3: thing. It's it's not like today, like MeTV shows every single show in complete order, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. No, no matter what, you know, and 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 that's great. But to try to explain to maybe to a younger person today that it was so haphazard, you it was. Um, Batman's a great example. My whole thing was I'd sit down to watch Batman in the seventies. And I used to pray. I, it's like the 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 animated opening would come on, and it was like, "Please let Batgirl swing down. Please let yep. Batgirl swing down," because <laughs> you wanted a Batgirl episode. Funny thing is, is that much later in life, as you you matured into an adult, you discover <laughs> that the the third season of Batman is maybe not, not so great. <laughs> right. You to the, to this day, be.
2: I still have not seen how Robin gets out of that giant clam. So I don't know. <laughs>
3: that's that's actually part of my favorite episode that's a three-part episode in in second season that begins uh with the uh, the first part is called the zodiac crimes and it's nothing to do with the with the current batman movie no <laughs> it, not the, at first, all. no 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 not at all but uh yeah that's that's the where uh, uh joker uh sticks the <laughs> sticks batman in venus uh, his his former mall and Robin in that tank, and then the giant clam comes in and eats him. Mark Wade, comic legend, Mark Wade told me the funniest story that he watched that originally as a kid and believed it up one side and down the other. He said he was totally sure that that was it for Robin, mm-hmm. and that when he would come back to in that next episode, that Robin was probably going to be dead uh and i just love that because
2: it'll be a giant pearl
3: (laughs) that's childhood you know what i mean and and that's the vibe that we're tapping into uh with these books it's exactly like both of you described that whole feeling of of being a kid and everything is so new and cool and you don't have a lot of other distractions it's like tv was everything and and you love these shows. And and sometimes you had no idea what was happening because, like you said, they showed them out of order. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and Batman was that same way. I had no idea. They just, I don't know, they just <laughs> somehow threw the tapes up in the air and said, eh, put this one on t- today.
1: Absolutely.
3: Um, with those
1: anthologies, uh, I know because I've participated in anthologies and I've been editing and publishing uh, a couple of... A couple of anthologies and the good but part of my condolences an to you i was going to say the good thing the good part about doing an anthology is when you get the stuff in and you read it and you're like oh that's exactly that's beautiful that's that's mm-hmm. that's that's a, a one-of-a-kind thing that i wasn't even that's better than i could have hoped yeah the not so good thing is like waiting for it to come in uh <laughs> cat, cat wrangling if you will um yeah how do you keep all your hair and still do these books well <laughs> as you can see it's 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 oh, oh mine's it's gone. gone that's, why, hat, man.
2: Mine's that's gone, why, man. why he wears the hat all the time too <laughs> exactly
3: you and mickey Dolan's <laughs> who always wears a hat now because it's perfectly bald um you know michael that's funny because it's going on right at this very very moment uh volume four of the memories from grown-up kids is well underway and the new volume is memories of growing up playing all those great uh tabletop classic role-playing games Ah, and i'm in the middle of of essays coming in right now and i just had one today that was just so fantastic and hit it right on the nose of exactly what I wanted. It's an essay uh, by a guy who loved the Marvel superhero game from the, from the the eighties. And I, I really loved that one too. And he, he did it to me that I was reading it and it was like all the memories that just came flooding back. Like that's, If this happens while people are reading these books, then then we've all done our jobs. I'm reading it and I'm going, yeah, that's me. Uh, Oh my god, yeah, we did that too. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh wow, I thought we were the only ones that did that. And and that's just a perfect world. Then yeah, then you get the dark side where it's like you're 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 emailing and messaging writers saying, hey, you know, do you got an ETA yet on, on that essay and Cause you don't yeah. want to bug them too bad.
1: Yeah. Right. Cause a lot of them are doing it for, you know, we'll just say less than top dollar.
3: Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. One so. thing that, one thing that John and I are, are proud of with flinch books. And then me with Becky books is that we are to the point where we can actually pay something. We're not asking people to do, you know, free work. It's not right. a lot. Mm-hmm. but but uh, but we've gotten to that point where we can actually do that fiction we're able to do a little bit more uh non-fiction 2,000 two thousand to 2,500 word essays you know maybe maybe not so much but we are we are paying something and and i found that that makes all the difference in the world uh and especially when you want to when you're going to somebody who maybe has a little more of a name for themselves you mm-hmm. know that that that's sort of, they can feel better about that, that they don't have to have that word get out there that, that they've done.
1: Oh, you know, they've done they comp work, work or whatever. You know. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And, and I've always hated, you know, and we're going back to the beginning of flinch. And unfortunately it was, uh, Hey, can you take a, a, a 10% royalty, you know, backdoor kind of a thing. And, you know, you don't feel that great about that thing, but when you're getting started, sometimes that's the only way to get started. And especially if you're paying for a cover, uh, you're paying for formatting. If you're not able to do your own formatting, uh, some design work. But like I said uh, uh, today, it's 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 not like that. And uh, and uh, we're you know we're putting out some good stuff, and we're really getting some really nice work uh coming in but yeah herding cats is a good (laughs) is a good (laughs) phrase oh yeah i have
1: enough cats to know that it's very similar (laughs) (laughs) i run a
2: podcast network it's pretty much the same thing too so (laughs) yeah
3: (laughs) but but i but i love it um Mm -hmm. the, the satisfaction of holding getting this and and holding it in your hand and saying you know i did this is just every single time I uh, just last year was 20 years of me being a professional writer and it never, ever, ever, ever gets old. It's like every time I get one of these, I say, Oh my God, this is just like the first time. It 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 feels like, like I've never had done this before. And this is just amazing that, that me, that I can do this. And and I like to tell people it, it can be done. I'm as low tech. Is it possibly, you know, get? I have a little hamster in a wheel running, you know, powering my laptop right here, Hi. right? Now. And and I somehow have managed to publish books.
2: That's awesome. And publish good books too. Yeah, exactly. And, and,
3: and, and th- well, the, the, thank you. The, the, yeah, the, the, Your the checks angle, in the mail. The Mike. Approach, <laughs> the- no, no, no. Wait a minute. I, he's only getting one check. You know, for all the nice things that he says tonight, it's just one check. I'm sorry. Mike. The
1: uh, the approach is is unique and I think uh, and worthy of it. It's, it, you know, it, it it's one of those things. It's like I I'm like, damn, I wish I thought of it.
3: <laughs> then again, um, I have done my job because I do that when, when I see a, a title or an idea from somebody else. And I say, I wish I had thought of that. So if somebody says that to me about one of my books, I that. That's one of the highest compliments that I think I could I can get.
1: I I I also agree with you too. There's no better feeling than opening that box from the publisher, uh the printer, whatever, and and seeing that it's just the thrill. Um and uh and also when you do work as you were saying, when you do work at like for anthologies, it's kind of cool on the one hand you're like you look at the cover, you look at the book, and you're like, "Wow, look at this!" I edited like, in there people who you respect. Sometimes mm-hmm. there are people who like you, you know, you idolize that have participated in your book, and yeah. you're like, "That's really cool." But then there's also those names that this is their first thing that they've ever
3: published, yes. and you're
1: and they're so excited, it's infectious.
3: Yeah, yeah, and and I try to do both of those things with every book that I actually put out as an anthology, fiction, or otherwise. I, I try to get somebody who I love their work. Uh, And like you said, maybe they're, you know, a writing hero of mine. And then I also do try to get at least one or two people that maybe haven't put out that much stuff. Or, yeah, it's, it's their first time. Um, That happened with Rising Sun uh, reruns. Um, uh, I'm not going to say who it is. This is because I have never said this before in public. Um, my son is in this book, so nepotism oh. alert <laughs> <laughs> okay but he he actually did he actually did an essay for this book and he had only been he had had a fiction short story uh published uh before this so so this is like the second time that that he's been published and if if he wasn't like <laughs> if he didn't share my dna i i would still say, you know, wow. Like he did a great job uh, on the essay. I remember telling him it's like, wow, I barely had to edit this thing. Good good job. <laughs> You'd ship off the old block there.
1: <laughs> All right. So we've talked about uh your sort of nonfiction anthology work that you've done that you've done recently. What about um, you know, fiction? Um, where do you stand? What's what's the latest release on that? What's something that you've got coming out on that?
3: I I think the last fiction thing that I had out was um uh, a a bucket list character a uh, a new zorro anthology. Oh, very nice. sweet. Last year from from Bold Venture Press, they have the uh, the official Zorro license. And I think they had done just one new fiction anthology before. Uh they're they're reprinting all of the original Johnson McCully uh stuff which has really you know been fantastic to to have all of that they did one new Zorro fiction anthology and i was supremely jealous of everybody who was in that because some of them were friends of mine (laughs) notice i said were friends of mine (laughs) but but i had i had approached uh, the editor, Audrey Parent, uh and had said to her, like, Yeah, you know, if you do another Zoro anthology and she's like, Yeah, 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 all right, whatever. We got we have your number. Don't 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 email us. We'll email you. Lo and behold, she emailed she me and and <laughs> said, We're gonna do another Zoro anthology. Do you wanna do you want in on it? And I said, Yes, of course. And uh so uh that was a real, real treat to to do that i actually uh uh refreshed my zorro-ness by reading some of the original johnson mcculley stuff to to get that feeling because i'm the kind of guy like if i'm gonna do a character like zorro i'm not gonna like put my spin on it or or do some kind of crazy you know zorro in outer space or or whatever and i said i really want it to feel like The original stuff and uh and i I, you know audrey came back and and after i had handed it in and and talked a little bit about it she had said that it, it did feel like that and i think there was a review also that that said that too so so that's a recent uh fiction thing i'm working on the um i'm working on the third book of my dc jones and adventure command international uh, mm-hmm. series and that's through becky books that's the uh the gi joe adventure team uh pastiche
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> okay I have a
3: better word that that i do uh that actually the first book was uh originally an actual gi joe adventure team story that was published through uh, the Kindle Worlds platform. I don't know if you oh, I remember, remember that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, way back when, um, for a few years, you could publish uh, e-stories through, on Amazon through the Kindle Worlds platform in, in several different licenses. I think the most prominent one, though, was G.I. Joe. Uh, it was ostensibly set up to, so for people to publish uh, Real American Hero gi joe stuff the you know Mm -hmm. the the 80s 90s toys and and all of that and i when i first saw that i emailed the rep the hasbro rep that was listed as one of the ones that was like overseeing this whole thing and i said it doesn't say anywhere that that we can't do other kinds of gi joe i said what about adventure team because that's that's where i live from the early seventies, and she came back and she said, Yes, the only thing that you cannot do was the uh at that point I think it was only the one movie. Uh the whatever that first movie was called. <laughs> I can't remember. Was it Rise of Cobra or I think so, oh, yes?
1: Right. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. think so.
3: She said, You can do anything but but that. And I'm like, Great, because I don't want to do that. And uh <laughs> I so I was fulfilled one of my dreams. Another bucket list uh, thing there to be able to write a official G.I. Joe adventure team. And I loved it because for a little while I was the only guy. It was like there was hundreds of G.I. Joe real American hero stories up on this platform. And then there's just me and my, my adventure team story. But I got one of the best responses from readers that I had ever gotten to that point and and was selling a lot of it. It was a novella. And then I did a short story and then the, uh, the platform was disappeared. They, they took it down. They ended the whole thing and they let us know that we own the stories, but we did not own, of course, the characters. Oh, right. IP part of it. (laughs) At that point I said, well, little good that does anybody. I don't you know. What are you talking about? But uh, so, it sat around for a couple of years and I got sick of it literally just sitting in limbo. So I did what any good writer would do and I just changed the names of everything for the most part and mm-hmm. and and recreated it as something of my own as an uh, both an homage to those toys and then a way to have a a really fun pulpy adventure series set in the in the mid 1970s. And that became DC Jones. So there's two, uh, two main full books out right now, and then just last year I put out uh, a, a very thin volume of a collection of short stories called uh, uh, "Action Accessories." DC Jones, Action okay. Accessories, nice. and, and and then that, like I said, I'm working on the third uh, volume, and it kind of comp- will complete a, a trilogy, an, an overarching trilogy.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How does uh, 2023 Elsewise look up for you? Uh, anything else that you can sort of hint at or? So
3: the plan right now is to do maybe two volumes of the um, Today's Grown-Up Kids uh, series. So the role-playing one will be first half of of 2023 and then uh, uh, another one for the back half of 2023 um i i got to get this dc jones <laughs> book out uh flinch books is is just starting down the road of putting together a new fiction anthology so we're going to hope to have that by mid year uh, june or july and then we just um engaged with a writer who's going to do a no, a full novel of a flinch books property we're hoping that might be by the out by the end of the year uh and you know i don't know some of else's some things are kind of up in the air um i want to do i want to do a fiction anthology with becky books which we haven't done yet or i say we it's just me i haven't done yet and that is probably going to be a horror anthology you
2: Um, answer so many people inside your head that's the thing
3: (laughs) well you know it's funny i i sort of do i have a guiding spirit on on everything that comes out from becky books the the unofficial tagline of that is is cool books she would have loved so yeah i always run things through my head and 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 ask that guiding spirit like you know would you have liked this And and if the answer comes back with an enthusiastic yes, then then that's that's a good fit for for what I do.
1: Nice, nice tribute. Um, So. The because uh, I know that last time you were here. It's funny. I I wish I'd gone back and I should have gone back and listened to your Geek Seek segment, because I would be curious to know at that time, ten years ago, what your ultimate geek fantasy was. And I could ask you how closer how much closer you were to, to, to doing your ultimate geek fantasy. Um I wonder what it was. Oh. <laughs> yeah, now I'm gonna have to go back and look. But um but uh it sounds like I mean I like I said, I know that you've been uh especially with everything that's been going on uh, with the world and everything. Like, uh, it's amazing how productive you've been, especially over the last couple of years. Um, and, and like I said, bringing, um, you know, bringing uh, with your nonfiction books and those anthologies, bringing memories back to people having, or people who've never had the experience them have being put in those, in the world and and in that nostalgia, right? Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's really cool.
3: Yeah, thank you. That and that's a that's a really good point. That that not only are we hitting the people that did live through all of that, but yeah, I'm hoping that maybe there's some people, you know, a little younger who for for some crazy insane reason like like the Batman '66 TV series and 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 can enjoy those books or or maybe they're just now discovering Dark Shadows because of a parent or a grandparent, you know, and and want to know what it was like when that stuff was was new so so yeah it can hit on on two levels there definitely
1: yeah they're like little time capsules
3: yeah good another good one so you um, ought to be a writer mike <laughs> i i i am I've been saying that for years I've been <laughs> not playing. not
1: not 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 published very much but you know i'm trying i'm trying uh so
3: uh but um well, remember every- quality not quantity that, believe me, that's yeah. uh, don't I, don't do like me in in my so called career where it's all it's quantity and not quality. Believe me, the the people who are waiting on my current
1: Kickstarter project, and, which is vastly overdue, like are really hoping that the quality is lives up to okay. it. Um, which I'm trying to make sure that it does. So uh, yeah. thank goodness for Kickstarter. Most of your projects were some of your projects have been done on through Kickstarter as well, right? Crowdfunding.
3: Um, have I? You know what. Have you done some? Mm, no, maybe only one. Okay. There's only yeah, I mean, I personally haven't done one, but I think I I think the you know, Bob Greenberger and Crazy Eight Press have been doing Kickstarters for their thrilling adventure yarn. Yes, that, that's what i was thinking of. About. Yeah, and yeah. I was in the first one of those. That that I'm pretty sure was a was a Kickstarter. I don't know if I've actually been. Hmm. Yeah, it's I a it's, a, it's a
1: can of fish i'll tell you that
3: <laughs> it can be a can of worms it
1: can be a can of something else it's like it it's uh i'm it glad for a, the support it, that i got
3: though it, you know. be, it can be a can of whoop ass
1: <laughs> yeah it can definitely be a can of whoop ass yeah that's uh,
3: probably not, why i haven't done one because i'm scared to death of doing something like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's crazy but uh so
3: um where can people go to
1: find out where do they get your books now to where to to keep an eye out for the books
3: of the future to keep an eye on what you're doing what where can they go online well first and foremost if you want the books please head up to amazon put my name in under books and almost everything of mine will come up there there's two books that you can't get on amazon and i'm going to direct you to where you can go and that would be my green hornet novel Mm-hmm. and my Colchak the night stalker novel those you have to go to moonstone uh so that's moonstonebooks.com and you'll see the uh the green hornet uh, uh how sweet the sting and and cold uh the last temptation uh are both there and and not on amazon and then otherwise to to get news on stuff that's coming out um head over to facebook Uh, and uh, the flinch books page is called flinch books and we talk about everything that's coming out and everything that is out there and then for becky books it's actually called the jim beard and becky books page and you're going to get news about becky books publications but then also things of mine that are not you know becky books but so we talk about both there uh the subterranean blue grotto essay series has its own facebook page under subterranean blue grotto essays uh and then uh oh i'm on twitter uh uh, as long as twitter is still there uh i'm uh at writer jim beard there Awesome. awesome
1: and and real quick we also before we started recording we were talking about your Newest venture into podcasting, discovering uh the wonderful world of Doctor Who. Um, yeah. and uh when do you know what the, the when that's gonna be released or anything like that? Or as far as uh, the podcast you're doing
3: with John? Yeah, my um my my podcast companion, <laughs> it's in, to borrow a Doctor Who term, uh <laughs> John it's Drew. We're recording this uh Wednesday the eleventh. And if I'm not mistaken, John will have it out the following week. Um, if you wanna get in on the ground floor uh Facebook, it's called The Doctor's Beard. And I don't shoot the messenger, I didn't name the podcast. John came up with that and I'm like, Oh, uh yeah, okay. You you realize that there what like saying a beard is in, in... <laughs>
2: mm, I'm not yeah. even touching. <laughs> I was like, not even touching that
3: one. <laughs> and he's like yeah, right. No. And he 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 tried to explain something to me about how that fits in with Doctor Who and I said, Okay, I'm gonna just trust you on this one. It has my name in it in it, so it can't be that bad. Uh so but yeah, the Doctor's Beard Podcast. And you're gonna see right off the, the bat, you know, as soon as the first episode uh goes up, uh you'll be right there on uh on the ground floor for that one. We're actually going to do every episode of the podcast is going to be a storyline and we are literally starting from the beginning and going in order. So, the very first episode will be William Hartnell who just celebrated a birthday and uh an unearthly child that first four part uh storyline which I just finished watching today actually just hmm. a little a while ago. Uh, so, I'm I'm new to Doctor Who and John is steeped in doctor who so it should be really interesting uh, uh playing off of each other that i know practically nothing and he knows everything so, so i'm i'm the ignorant and he's he's the doctor i mean fan wow
1: <laughs> well uh, well it sounds I'm awesome ian. i'm ian to his, <laughs> his doctor <laughs> People will get that, especially if they listen. And uh, it's a great way to celebrate Doctor Who's 60th anniversary, which is this year as well. So, Absolutely. so very yeah. cool with all. Yeah. With all the cool things that you're doing. Um, very exciting. We I promise that it will not be another 10 years before we have you back. <laughs>
3: okay. <laughs> nine so. Nine years and nine months, right? <laughs>
2: we'll see you sometime probably in what, 2032 and, you know. <laughs> probably late summer it'll be good
3: wow should, uh, crossing our fingers that we're all here <laughs>
2: well be, we'll be holograms then so it'll be perfect
3: yeah i i was actually speaking of the entire world still being here. <laughs> it's true it's
2: and true. i still mean yeah. we'll be holograms it would be good
3: oh <laughs> okay
2: let's take a quick break and we will be back in a moment to close up the show
0: Welcome to A Geek Girl's Take. I'm your host, Angela, and this week, this geek girl is talking about Glass Onion. Ryan Johnson's newest film is out on Netflix, and it's a wild, fun ride with amazing acting and a great story. I knew when I sat down to watch Glass Onion, I was going to get a fun murder mystery-style film, and I was excited for that, since I really enjoyed Knives Out. But I had no idea for exactly what I was in for. The cast was phenomenal. It's filled with a lot of amazing actors. And I was so excited to see what we were going to get this time since that was the same we got for Knives Out. We got an amazing cast and we didn't know what we were going to get out of them. And they were all playing such interesting roles. And that's what we got out of both of these films. I was not expecting it to be set during the height of the pandemic. And that really gave us that extra bit of world realness. But It worked really well with the setting and the array of characters that we got. I love Daniel Craig's Detective Blanc and the world that Johnson has created for him. I really hope we get more mysteries with him because he is a delight. All the crazy twists and turns in this film were just so fun and it really made me feel like I was watching like an old Agatha Christie murder mystery like I used to watch with my grandma and my dad. Just update it for modern times. My favorite of all the actors and their characters in this film had to be Janelle Monet and Dave Batista. Both were absolutely fantastic with their portrayals, and they were so incredibly fun to watch. Like, both of them just, just killed it. They were so, so good. Don't sit on this movie. If you like murder mysteries, definitely give this one a watch. It's playing on Netflix, and I think you might enjoy it. Thanks for listening to A Geek Girls Take. What will I talk about next week? Well, you're going to have to listen to find out. Do you like podcasts?
3: Then you're going to hate Thunder Talk. Tasteless subject matter, mature humor, contempt for our co hosts, unapologetic social views, edgy music,
0: and total irreverence for the nerd junk we love are all
1: reasons why no one, no one, no one should listen to
3: Thunder Talk. Find us on the ESO Network.
2: And all podcasting platforms. Or don't. Whatever. So that's going to wrap up another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. Jim, thank you so much for joining us tonight. This has been a blast
3: my my extreme thank yous to you both this has been really fun
2: it's it's interesting because it's like everything you were talking about with from the dark shadows to the japanese cartoons back in the 70s and it's just everything it's just like that was me you know? <laughs> <laughs> This is all of us yeah exactly exactly and it you know everyone Good. of a certain age group Live that, yeah, and everything. Yeah, and everything.
3: that's absolutely what it is. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And,
2: and it was, and it was amazing. And you know, it it's really cool to see somebody taking that on and taking it by the horns. And thank you for doing that. It's really I, cool. I,
3: thank you. I I appreciate that. It's it's been a fun ride. And and wait till you see the the themes that we have coming up. I've got mm, two to three years of themes planned out. If we do two volumes a year. Uh, so like i said the next one's going to be role-playing games classic tabletop role-playing games and and then the next one i'm not going to say what it what the theme is but it it, we're going to return to another tv show theme but but like dark shadows one one tv show and i think that one's really going to hit a chord with with a lot of people that is awesome
2: that is awesome i can't wait anything else you want to promote or shout out about or how can people
3: find you no, just just buy my books, Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. Okay. <laughs> please, please, and you know what? And I say this every single time, and 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 I know all the writers and editors and publishers out there are going to stand up and say yes, yes, yes. Is please leave a review. I I know it takes some time, and I know not everybody's a writer, but you know what? We we don't really care if you can string a few words together into a few sentences and tell us how we're doing you enjoyed it you didn't enjoy it but but amazon has that rating system which drives me mm-hmm. up the wall cuz hmm. you get a 2 star and you have no idea what the hell that even means yeah uh, and sometimes yeah. it's yeah. cuz it's it shipped poorly
1: yeah yeah. It has nothing to do with the contents of the book itself. It's just that, you no, know, it shipped poorly and got bent. Yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. Now, I've been lucky, and I've never got a, uh, you know, the book came in damaged. It's like, that has anything to do with what I did. But right. but, 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 please, you know, we, we beg people to, to leave a review. And it doesn't have to be on Amazon. It could be on Goodreads, on a blog, uh, wherever. We just, we don't want to keep doing what we're doing in a vacuum.
2: Or at least
3: I don't. You know, I can't speak for everybody, but I don't want to keep doing that in a vacuum. I want to know that, that I'm somehow engaging uh uh readers and, and again, you didn't like it, great, no problem. Let me know. You know, I'm not gonna cry, but <laughs> or anything like that, but but please, you know, because that may actually inform something I do down the road and do and maybe try to do better.
2: No, totally understand that. Well, thank you kindly, sir. Thank you. And Mister Mike, we've made it through another episode, my friend.
1: We did, and as always, it's my pleasure.
2: Anything you want to shout out about, sir?
1: I do. On the subject of review stuff, I I, I saw a my first movie of 2023. Not at the theater, but um, uh, a movie was released uh, this past weekend on Netflix, and I caught it right away. And uh, I was really anxious about it, and it was called The. Pale blue eye, and it is uh, a uh, a gothic American gothic tale. Um, it, it features beautiful, gorgeous cinematography, oh. solid performances by uh, Christian Bale is in it, uh, Gillian Anderson is in it, uh, Lucy oh. Boyton is in it, um, Robert oh. Duvall, bless him, oh. ninety years old, still doing it. Um, it's a. It takes place in early America. Uh, takes place in the early days of West Point. Um, it takes, it involves a very young, uh, teenage, I believe, um, Edgar Allan Poe. And, Yes. yeah, it's a very, very cool story. Um, it's a little slow in places. I maybe I had some problems with the third act, but otherwise, um, I, it was definitely worth checking out. Like I said, it's gorgeous and it features some really good solid performances. So I give it overall a thumbs up. Um, and, uh, I say, check it out
2: awesomeness 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 my shout out real quick is another tv review one of my favorites is back right before we uh did this episode tonight i actually got to watch the first episode of season three of all creatures great and small and (laughs) brought brought back from pbs and i love i love the original but there's something even more majestic about the remake they did on masterpiece and, Speaking of gorgeous. Oh, the cinematography in this is, <laughs> is really like wonderful, you know, and we're just, you know, Judy, uh, Judy and I were like going, could we live in a town that small? I said, <laughs> I, it, it would be interesting, but it would be, it, it's it just, it's a, a simpler time. It was a whole new, different way of life back then. And I love with this season because they're, they're getting into World War II. And the beginnings of it and their everyone's reactions to it. And it was just amazing to see. And, you know, there was the opening episode will leave you with a smile and a sigh. It's just like, oh, this is awesome and everything. And so I love what they're doing. I can't wait to see where they're going to go. And if you have the PBS app, you can actually watch the whole first season already not wait all the way through weekly that they're doing on Masterpiece on TV. So that's a little bit of a plus right there. So definitely check it out. All Creatures, great and small. So definitely, speaking of all things great and small, we are going to be back next week, of course. And we're doing a look back at Stargirl, the recently ended series, which finished its third season. And sadly enough, will not be coming back for a fourth But we'll take a look at the whole series and we'll be looking at different members of the JSA and the Injustice Society and, you know, how it tied up into the comics and the looks of it and everything. It should be a ton of fun to do. And, you know, it was a fun series and I'm looking forward to it. So we definitely would love, you know, you to join us for that as always next week. So as always, as we like to say, thank you for listening to the Earth Station One podcast. Uh, We'd definitely love to hear from you guys. Please write us feedback at earthstation1.com. You know, it's always great to get, you know, feedback as, you know, Jim was saying, feedback Mm -hmm. for an author is great. Feedback for a podcast is even greater, you know. Like and
1: share, like and share, like like and share.
2: share. Exactly. You know, (laughs) hit the like button right, right below Jim. There's a big like
3: button for our YouTube folks out there.
2: Remember, you can find the Earth Station One podcast wherever fine
3: podcasts are found.
2: And now don't, you don't even push
3: me out of the way i'll move off the the button so you know. promises he, he promises
2: <laughs> that he does promise that earth station one can now be found like we said in video format on youtube please like and subscribe and tell all your friends about us please that's the best way you could do it if you enjoyed the show if you know you came here just to see jim and you say hey those two mics are pretty good too we do this twice a week folks so you know definitely listen definitely subscribe and word of mouth is the best way to do it. Cause, you know, if you'd put up an advertisement up on Facebook or something, that doesn't get anything. It is such a waste of money. I could you know, as I like to tell Judy whenever we go to Vegas, you go to the slot machines, I'll be here in the bathroom pouring coins down the toilet, does the same thing. So, yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's pretty much the same thing when you try to pay for advertising on Facebook. You know? So on behalf of myself, Mike Favor, of course, Mr. Mike Gordon. And Mr. Jim Beard, thank you guys for listening at home. We do appreciate you, and we are looking forward to coming back to you again next week. We will see you soon. Peace, and we are done. Boom! Yay! Yay! Help support our show by shopping through our Amazon.com link or purchasing very cool ESO Network clothing and merchandise at our Tee Public store. Links to both are found on the top of our ESO Network webpage. become a patron of the ESO Network by backing us up on Patreon for as little as 25 cents a week. Go to patreon.com ESO Network to sign up.